0: It's me, David Webb, and here's a highlight from today's show on Sirius XM Patriot. The wokeness of Major League Baseball uh, was one that played out in the removal of the All-Star Game, a game I used to enjoy. I used to enjoy seeing the best chosen out there demonstrate their skills a a great moment for baseball like the summer series between the Mets and the Yankees but politics and in many ways false politics has played into this the reaction by Major League Baseball cost the city of Atlanta many small businesses regardless of the ownership but also heavily in black neighborhoods close to $100 million, maybe more. We'll never know the full effect of the loss. So where does that stand now? And can Atlanta recover? How do they recover from this? And can a lawsuit against MLB help? All good questions for Alfredo Ortiz, who joins me now, president and CEO of the Job Creators Network. Alfredo, good morning. How are you?
1: Good morning, David. I'm doing great. A little busy, as you can uh, appreciate, but uh, doing great.
0: So let's start with what happened in Atlanta, the real on-the-ground look. And, you know, when you look at economic activity and economic impact of these types of events, the continuing economic impact usually brings it above the money estimated. That is just a statistical fact from a business standpoint. Uh, So let's talk about what really happened on the ground Who was harmed in the sense of loss of business by this decision by Major League Baseball?
1: Yeah, that's right, David. You're absolutely right. The estimates uh, um, are about $100 million. Uh, But I actually, in the year camp, I actually believe the the loss is even greater because in this post-COVID environment, I'm not sure if you've traveled recently or you've hit a restaurant recently, it is packed. People want to spend money. They had been cooped up for months because of COVID, and they were ready to do this. Atlanta got this game, and we're preparing for about 21, 22 months, uh, when uh, Major League Baseball decided to move the game uh, four days after Governor Kemp uh, signed the uh, voter integrity law uh, into place. Um, And really, we're saying with absolute impunity, I mean, in four days to make that decision to move the game instead of having conversations with folks about it and stuff like that, they punished uh, you know uh, our members the uh, uh, you know small businesses across across the state and just citizens in general and again the estimates of 100 million dollars I think are actually probably on the lower end I've seen uh, other all-star games that have fetched up to 190 million dollars and again in this postcode environment where everybody wants to spend money um, I think those numbers are, are are would have definitely been higher than 100 million so look, we, and Dave, let me be perfectly clear. We're not, we're not a litigious group. I'm not a litigious person in general, but, you know, we tried other ways of getting MLB's attention here and and Commissioner Manfred. Uh, You know, we sent letters, we put billboards up, we, uh, uh, you know, sent protesters, you know, outside of the headquarters. Uh, We took a full page ad out uh, asking him to meet with us and talk to us In, in the New York Times. We took that full page out. So, you know, we're not looking at the courts as a, you know, our first line of defense, but really as a last resort to really be able to get this game moved back, which is really what we're asking for. You know, the city of Atlanta won it fair and square. Um, You know, Georgians were preparing for this for 21 months. And again, this is where the game belongs, honoring Hank Aaron. Uh, You know, what a better place to have that honor uh, than than here in Atlanta. And so, You know, these small businesses, $100 million is a lot, a lot of money to real people. You know, to a large corporation, maybe to a Delta, to Coca Cola, even to Major League Baseball as an association, maybe that's not a lot of money. But for these small businesses, it really is probably going to be the difference between them deciding whether they're going to be able to keep their their, their doors open or not.
0: Let's dive into the economic. I want to get to the lawsuit in a moment, but I want to bring people along this path of what it really means. I'll I'll give you an example uh, based on the facts that you've laid out uh, at JC and the Job Creators Network. Uh, One example, more than 8,000 hotel reservations canceled. Now, hotels pay into the TIF, local taxes. They pay into it, helps fund Uh, the various tourism efforts of the city, and in fact goes even into the state coffers. That alone is a significant loss for the businesses, many of which due to COVID were already underperforming at, you know, in the 30 and 40 percentile for some of them. So hotel industry alone in this is a big loser, whereas whether Mm -hmm. you're a Marriott Radisson or an independent franchise owner, uh, you need to recover. So that alone is a monetary loss, both for business and for the city. Did the city respond in any way given that the city will eventually have to make up these gaps.
1: Well, what's, what's interesting is that it looks like the, the city of Atlanta was more concerned about protesting the voter integrity law than they were about defending and, and, and standing up for, for the citizens of Georgia, which I believe last time I checked, every representative has the responsibility to represent all the citizens of Georgia, not just you know, a select few. Uh, and that's the concern that we had is that Major League Baseball, uh, frankly, didn't have the constitutional right because it's something that's called a state actor, uh, kind of a fancy legal term. But basically, they received funds from, you know, local and state governments to, to basically maintain the business of baseball, uh, you know, so from the with stadiums or anything else. And so, you know, by basically uh, Commissioner Manfred made that decision that he didn't like the voter integrity law uh, and just single-handedly, effectively, along with the player Association head, Tony Clark, decided to move the game. Um, and Shame on Colorado, too, and the mayor, uh, excuse me, and the governor, uh, Polis, in Colorado because he knew better than to receive that. It's something, basically, he was receiving the the, the uh, poison fruit uh, of, of the tree there, uh, the poison tree, because um, the way they actually got it, they didn't win it, they didn't earn it, they literally were gifted uh, the game over uh, by, uh, by Manfred, and so that, that for us is a big issue. And again, you know, after, you know, 21 months of these businesses preparing, I mean, I've talked to so many folks really that are injured, uh, uh, you know, with, with this move, you know, they're afraid though, David, this is the big thing. They're afraid to speak out. Uh, they also were sitting there going, okay, great. Another episode of my small business just getting screwed, right? Um, getting trampled on. And how am I going to take on Major League Baseball, right? So people were basically sitting there going, oh, well, like, okay, here it is. I, I've lost yet again. I thought, you know, this is going to be a nice way, from this post code environment, to be able to, you know, re- regain some of these revenues. But, boom, you know, they, they were, you know, this was stolen right underneath from them. And so that's that's, you know, just something that, yeah, frankly, we just are are, are just so disappointed with the way that this was done, um, and obviously with the financial impact is real. Again, 100 million dollars for real people. And so, you know, we filed this lawsuit to right a very very bad wrong.
0: Well, let's dive into the lawsuit. The laws, in the lawsuit, uh, you're asking for the return of the game, which will be played a little over a month from now on July 13th uh, in Colorado, a return of the All-Star Game to Atlanta, or $100 million in damages to local and state small businesses, first to standing in court, to be able to get this into court. Where are you in that process?
1: Well, we feel very solid about that, and, you know, we are preparing all of our responses, getting ready for the hearing on Thursday, actually. Um, so we're, you know, we are uh, ready. Um, we are ready to fight this. Uh, you know, we got the list of the attorneys that are representing uh, Major League Baseball and the player Association. You got about six or seven, I believe, $1,200, $1,500 per hour attorneys. So this is a definitely, David, a, a David versus Goliath a, a story. Uh, but we're, we're going to do it because somebody needs to speak up for these small businesses. Again, they don't have the resources to do this, David. I mean, can you imagine, you know, your local pizza guy trying to take on Major League Baseball? Uh, it just would never happen, right? So, again, you know, we're, we're trying to speak up for those that, that really had no voice in this.
0: With the – and, again, Thursday you'll have a hearing. What, what are you asking for in that hearing? Yeah, so as we laid out in the complaint,
1: uh, one of two things. Uh, The first thing is we want the game moved back, period. Um, It should have never been moved uh, out of Atlanta to begin with, so bring it back to its rightful spot. If for some reason they don't want to do it, they can't pull it off, whatever, then we're asking that a $100 million relief fund be set up for all of the impacted businesses in the state of Georgia. Um, And uh, we think that's fair. Again, we would rather have the game be moved back. We're hoping that they agree with us. Um, We were hoping, obviously, that the judge agrees with us. And, uh, you know, so that this way that, you know, everybody in Georgia, um, you know, can enjoy the game. The small business owners can do what they were doing and plan on doing for 21 months. Um, So that that is, you know, what we're really targeting.
0: For the business owners in this area for others who are in some way harmed by this uh, you're filing a lawsuit have they joined have you had amicus briefs put together letters of support uh, what's the ground level view of this yeah
1: so uh, yes to to all this we we haven't had uh, the small businesses as plaintiffs right now join um, in particular because they are really afraid um, again I kind of mentioned that and we, we have uh, you know, affidavits that, that that talk about that. But um, when you talk to small business owners, they will outline the impact that it's had on them, but they ask that it be done confidentially and with anonymity because they're afraid of all of a sudden bad reviews. It's amazing, right? We've had people speak up, and then the next few days, they start getting these one-star rating on Yelps. They start getting protesters in front of their places of business. Um, this cancel culture approach, they are so afraid of, and that's why, you know, we're taking it, uh, you know, and standing up because we believe that for all of those who are afraid, we want folks to know that there is a champion for them who is fighting the
0: fight. You know, one of the big papers in town, the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, local media outlets, typically – or maybe not typically, but in a lot of these cases, when there's such a case of importance or an issue of importance, the media gets involved in the coverage. What kind of coverage have you had in Atlanta, whether by the Atlanta Journal-Constitution or any of the local market stations?
1: Excuse me there. I apologize for that. Uh, we've actually gotten uh, quite a lot of coverage from all the local stations, from the AJC. Um, relatively speaking, it's been it's been positive. Um you know, there's, there's the, the, the typical uh, naysayers out there, but that's fine. We expected that. But when you look at it overall, even across the country on a national basis, I would say probably about 90 percent of the press has been relatively positive. Basically, everybody's saying it should have never been moved to, to begin with.
0: Well, this will be an interesting day for you on Thursday, to say the least, Alfredo. (laughs) And for for the people there, uh, you know, the baseball for their part, uh, the commissioner's office and others have called it political theatrics. Uh, The politics of this is... Somewhat interesting as well, because one of the chief architects of this response is Stacey Abrams, the failed Georgia gubernatorial candidate. But in the days that followed, when people began to object, she, at least in statements, seemed to turn herself a little bit around from this. The contradiction was there. Does that in any way help you in this lawsuit, in your arguments for standing?
1: Well, uh, f- from a standing uh, perspective, uh, it really doesn't play, but, but it is part of the narrative, which is just, frankly, makes it just so disgusting uh, overall that the very people that, uh, you know, uh, Stacey Abrams and others claim to be helping are actually the ones that got hurt the most. Remember that Atlanta is about 51 percent, uh, you know, minority, uh, you know, uh, black population versus 9 percent in Denver. Uh, in terms of black owned businesses, there are about eight times as many black owned businesses in Atlanta versus Denver. And so the very folks, again, that they claim to have been trying to help actually got hurt, um, disproportionately. And so I think that's why you saw a little bit of the uh, peddling back of the comments, but again, the, the damage is done. And that's why we want folks to also understand that these kinds of, uh, talking about political theater, they're the ones that really uh, staged political theater. And in fact, uh, if if you recall on Memorial Day, uh, Biden talked about uh, democracy, uh, you know, in peril. Um, and he's actually right, because the, the the people who really got hurt here were the citizens of Georgia overall, because this was a punishment to the state by Manfred, by, the, you know, and the Player Association, by MLB, um, really a punishment because they didn't like law that was passed, but this remember was a democratically, you know, passed law by the, the Georgia legislature and signed into law by governor Kemp. That is what democracy is about. Right. And so the fact that, you know, trying to basically, uh, punish, sm- uh, small businesses in particular, and really all the citizens in Georgia with this move. We just think is really what the main issue is in terms of what Biden, at least in my uh, humble opinion, was talking about democracy in peril. That when you have these kinds of actions, what uh, Major League Baseball did punishing the citizens of Georgia, that is democracy in peril.
0: Well, we will see how this plays out in your filing, uh, Alfredo. Uh you know you talk about the businesses that entered contracts set aside other business budgeted planned hired and expected to engage in business relating to the all-star game uh, contracts violation of contracts or forced change in contracts can often offer them and i, I take your point about being afraid of being canceled but uh, it We'll see if business owners decide to step up and say I entered into a contract based on this and what kind of legal action that could possibly lead to. Uh, good luck to you on Thursday. I'd like to do a follow up on this uh, and see Thank what you. the decisions are uh, by the federal court.
1: Thank you so much. I really do appreciate it. Have a great one.
0: Thank you, Alfredo Ortiz, President and CEO of Job Creators Network. 95 Patriot. You can wait on my social media, David Webb Show. I'll be right back. You can join me live on the David Webb Show Monday to Friday, nine to noon East on Sirius XM Patriot One Twenty Five.